You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World, where cats get everything they need for the snowy season. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. Today, let's talk about what cats need during the winter months. Depending on where we live, snow could be a little or a lot. But the good news is that many of the things we do to improve our cats' living conditions during the winter would be good for ourselves, too. Where I live with my cats, there are four distinctly different seasons, and our winters are cold and snowy. Since my cats are indoors only, I understand people thinking that nothing changes for them, but that's not true. Our cats still have all their instincts for survival in the natural world. That doesn't change when they live indoors, because light still comes through the windows. Light cycles are how we, and our cats, adjust to the changing seasons. It affects mood, energy, sleeping patterns, even appetite. In my area, New England and the United States, the days begin to shorten rather dramatically following the fall equinox. This is September 21st, when the days and nights are of equal length. Daylight hours then decrease in length until the winter solstice on December 21st. This signals both we and our cats to adapt to the changing conditions helping our minds and bodies handle the cold. We humans have dodged many of these requirements by creating a civilization where we wear clothes and live in heated dwellings and have food available regardless of the growing season. While we can provide the illusion of not being dependent on exterior conditions, our bodies will continue to take note of the change in light from the sun. We'd have to live underground to avoid that. So, despite our best efforts to ignore season change, it happens anyway. It still affects us. And this goes for our cats, too. Some of the puzzling things our cats do will become more clear when we look at their behavior as a response to the seasons. Our cats experience and respond to seasonal changes with adjustments to their energy and play patterns. This is seen most clearly in our most devoted window watcher. Reverend Jim. He moves from window to window, studying the patterns of the birds, chipmunks, and squirrels. It's just as well for everyone that none of them will ever meet. But RJ loves observing, just as my grandmother loved watching her stories. For both of them, it was highly enjoyable and driven by important needs. For my grandmother, it was an emotional tie to a society that was highly dramatic and interesting. Yet, she was not responsible for their decisions and mistakes, nor did these affect her own life. It works like that for RJ, too. He will not be going out there and hunting down the chipmunks he so carefully studies, any more than Grandma expected to sit down with one of her favorite soap stars and give them some of her excellent life advice. Thank you, Grandma. Similarly, RJ does enjoy the study process. So as the days get colder and we start shutting the windows... His pleading look is not just about losing the fresh air and nature smells. He's now old enough to know his stories will be shutting down for the season, along with a vital source of interest and entertainment. If our cat acts bored and restless as winter deepens, we might not have realized just how much window watching figures into their day. They might be doing it while we are not home. But now, without windows or us, 
they can wind up bored and restless. Then we come home to signs our cat is looking for other things to occupy their time, like playing with things they aren't supposed to. Now is the time to break out some new toys, upgrade their cat tree, and see if they will enjoy videos on YouTube. I tell RJ, it's a magic window. In my blog post, Tristan Teaches Mithrandir, I explained how Tristan taught our new kitten, Mithy, how much fun it is to watch videos on my Chromebook. Mithy was so fascinated, he fell asleep in front of the birds at a feeder video I had playing. There's cat channels devoted to such cat favorites, but we can also get creative. RJ loves deep sea features, while Tristan will watch long pans of scenic wonders. They do make an excellent substitute for boring winter windows. The season can bring other adjustments to our cat's heads. Every winter, my deeply gamma cat, Smoke Puff, would be upset because we'd come in from outside in bulky coats and funny hats. He didn't recognize us until we had taken them off, so quite often he felt strangers were invading his home. Other cats might be upset by the stomping of boots to get the snow off, or the roar of the snowplows going by, or especially the freight train rumble of snow falling off the roof. We don't have to have snow to create such winter problems for our cats. Winter is a season like no other, and we should be alert to the special challenges which affect both of us. One of the biggest, and yet often overlooked, is the effect of heat on the humidity in our home. If our heating system dries out our indoor air, and most of them do, then we and our cats have a problem. One we might not realize until we go to pet our cat and zap them instead. This can create a bizarre situation where our cat becomes afraid of us because they don't understand why we keep zapping them when we attempt affection. There is more going on than the static electricity jump from our finger to our cat's head. It is a sign there is not enough humidity in the air. This dries out our nose and throat, which makes us more prone to picking up an illness at the exact time when we are exposed to more illness than ever. The health risks apply to both us and our cat. Fortunately, the solution can be simple and elegant and beneficial. We can get a cat fountain. These come in a wide variety of types and will work for us on many levels. I became a huge fan of cat fountains when we began leaving those giant coffeehouse mugs around the house for the cats to drink from. We had a filter pitcher, which we used to fill our water glasses with, and the cats indicated they vastly preferred drinking from our glasses than their own dish on the floor. This could look like snobbery, but in fact, the cats had the same reason for drinking from our glasses as we did. The water tasted better, and they could tell. So we got some mugs for them to drink from, made a point of filling them from the filter pitcher. See, your mug has the same water as ours do. And this solved our problem of the cats drinking out of our glasses. They had their own, ones that were better designed for their drinking needs. They want something which will not interfere with their whiskers or require their eyes to drop below the rim of the container. This is an important design point that we might not realize can be the reason our cats reject certain eating and drinking vessels. Cats do not want to feel vulnerable at this time and prefer broad, shallow dishes because of this. Understanding cats in winter, cats indoors, and cats' interaction with their drinking sources is a big, interlinked subject. 
it all harkens back to our cat's origin in the Middle Eastern desert. There isn't any winter there as we in more northern climates understand it. And though cats cope with dry conditions better than we can, this background has had a marked effect on their drinking habits that many people are not aware of. This in turn impacts our cats' behaviors and long-term health in a very profound way. I'll be delving into this deep subject after the break. Find out more about Optimum Cat Health at wayofcats.com backslash blog. I've spent years of observation and research to keep my cats at their happiest and healthiest. Don't go away. I'll be back with more in a perfect world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back talking about how our cats' desert origins have shaped their health needs in our home. One of the best ways to illustrate how our cats' desert origins inform their behaviors is to remember how they always win any staring contest. That's because cats, despite the relatively large surface area of their eye compared to us, have special corneas which do not dry out very easily. So they don't have to blink nearly as much as we do. And so, they always win. This is why cats speak so much with their blinking behaviors, too. What I call cat kisses is the long, slow blink of their eyes, which signals friendship. To cats, an intense stare is not rude. It's interest. Now that we grasp how eye signals are such an important part of the cat's language, we might start getting the picture of how important their water-drinking behaviors are. This is the desert. We don't have to be Lawrence of Arabia to know how important water is to desert dwellers. We need to understand that our cat's water-seeking and water-drinking behaviors are tied in with their instincts about how to get clean water. Science has informed me that cats have a limited ability to get rid of toxins once those toxins have been ingested. So cats have evolved different strategies. They don't have good toxin filtering. So their behaviors must concentrate on not ingesting toxins in the first place. They use their great sense of smell to determine if a food or water source is good enough to ingest. This is also why they are fussy. They have a whole repertoire of behaviors designed to keep them healthy by avoiding spoiled food and contaminated water. This makes them finicky eaters in our home where we sometimes offer food in forms that does not fit their instincts. And it makes them downright detectives when it comes to their water sources. In our own home, 
we noticed that our cats would go to the most recently filled giant mug, no matter where it was in the house. We noticed how much they liked fresh water. So we no longer put their water bowls down on the floor where they can get dusty and crummy. Instead, we would position the giant mugs on pieces of furniture which the cats had access to. They so appreciated the special attention we gave to their water. When we saw how much more water they drank when we took those steps, we took another giant step. We got a cat fountain. Our first fountain was not especially designed for cats. We weren't sure how much they would like it, and so we hedged our bets by choosing a zen-style fountain that would be aesthetically pleasing, as well as something the cats could enjoy drinking from. But this fountain was such a hit, with the cats standing in line to use it like children at a school water fountain, that we started scouting around for a fountain that would be designed for cats to drink from. We knew from our previous fountain that we wanted something that looked good, would have a large capacity for our multiple cats, and was easy to clean. While the running water is a great source of attraction to cats, any kind of dirty water, of course, is not. Our research indicated that porcelain is an ideal fountain material for such purposes. And this is how we found the right company, Thirsty Cat Fountains, on Facebook and Etsy. Their fountains were everything we were looking for. We chose a beautiful fountain with a seashore theme and a lovely misty rose color. In the center of the fountain, there was a beautiful little conch shell that the water bubbled out of. There was even a little seashell plate which covered the cord that ran the pump. It turned out to be a gorgeous, nearly silent, large-capacity fountain which our cats took to immediately. This was because they were already used to drinking out of a fountain. And so the fountain itself was not a new concept. We had let our first fountain run all by itself for a while until Owen showed all the other cats how wonderful it was to drink from it. The most important step we can make in introducing our cats to such a new device is to show patience with them. It's important to shape the response, which is what I call introducing new items to the cats with excitement and happiness. This helps the cats understand that this is a good thing that they will like. How did I get from zapping our cat on the nose to buying them a cat fountain? When we have a cat fountain, we are putting humidity in the air. This makes our indoor atmosphere so much more pleasant for both us and our cats. Depending on our situation, we might need more than a fountain. We might need to put in an actual humidifier or even something like a clay flower pot upended in a dish of water. The clay soaks up the water and lets it escape into the dry air. Our cats will seek out warmth with extra vigor when it's cold outside, no matter how warm our house feels to us. Cats run hotter than we do. Their normal body temperature can be over 102 degrees. So we should be aware of our home heat sources to make sure our cats are accessing them safely. Space heaters, fireplaces, even electric blankets can be a source of danger, especially when our cat naps near such items. The heat might build up to a point where they are not noticing they are becoming uncomfortable until they sustain an actual injury. We can be proactive and create safe and warm spots for our cats. There are cat beds with reflectors which conserve body heat or with regulated heat elements which are safe for our cat. We can throw a blanket over a heating pad and exclaim over the nice spot we've made for our cat that will keep them away from the radiator or the floor vent. 
It can be as simple as a cotton bag of rice. We microwave it, and it gives off heat for hours. Older, arthritic, or ill cats can really use this extra warmth. If we can help their body not have to work so hard to keep warm, they will be better able to cope with these health challenges. Present their special place or bed to them with soft, happy words and demonstrations. We can put our hand on the warmth and then on their head. Or let their feet touch the warmth while we hold them, then step back to let them come to their own conclusions about the warm spot. Many people have complained to me that the cat won't use their bed. This is usually not the fault of the bed. The bed itself may be nice and comfy. The problem with the cat bed is where we put it. The floor is not the best place. If we do not see our cat lounging around on the bare floor, it's not because the floor is not squishy enough. Cats feel vulnerable on the floor. It's cold and drafty there. This makes them not good places for relaxing. First, observe where our cats like to hang out. Then we know where to put the cat beds. Do we know all the ways we can meet our cat's needs? Let the Way of Cats website help. Discover all my helpful articles about keeping our cats comfy. Don't run away. I'll be back with tips about living in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. Talking about the special needs of cats in the cold months, whenever that may be. Hello to my fans down under. We were just discussing how we can best keep our cats warm and safe during the winter months. A very important point to consider is where our cat usually spends their time, because this will have to be enhanced in the winter. Even cats who go outside will find themselves going out far less when there's that awful white stuff on the ground and the cold temperatures whistle through their, possibly short, fur. When it's less comfortable for the cat outside, our cat will be spending more time inside which makes this a perfect time for considering making indoors only a permanent state. If we have been considering making our cat indoors only, now is the time to lay the groundwork for this transition. More and more people are deciding to make their cats indoors only because it is a sad fact that our cats are safer, less prone to injury, and will live longer if they are kept indoors all the time. Winter is merely an extension of keeping our cat indoors all the time. It will require more work from us in terms of amusement and litter maintenance, yes, but it has many serious advantages, too. My work on Way of Cats has become a mission to help people develop a deeper, stronger, more affectionate relationship with their cats. When we spend more time with them, we naturally develop a stronger friendship than we would if we were only a pit stop in the cat's busy activity spent outside. It's not that the cats don't want to go outside. Of course they do. 
but I've come to see this as the same desire our teenage children have. They would love to rampage through the local night spots with a fake ID and a pocket full of cash, but as parents, we don't want them to. People who regard the cat as a wild creature, whose natural home is the outdoors, might be forgetting that our outdoors is probably not what they were adapted to. If we lived in the middle of a desert, it would be more likely to fit our cat's instincts. But this environment also, naturally, runs a high risk of our cat becoming prey to a larger animal. We run a terrible risk every time we let our cat outdoors. Personally, I've decided not to roll the dice with my cat's life every time I open the door. I have become too fond of my cats to risk losing them this way. As we spend more time caring for and interacting with our cats, we develop fun routines and enjoyable daily rituals. This enhances our cat relationship. When winter comes, even indoor-only cats increase their need for amusement and exercise. We must rise to meet it. If we don't have a cat tree, now is the time. If we don't have a cat tree, now is probably past the time. Because every cat can benefit from a cat tree. There's no excuses. From budget to high-concept decor, cat trees can fit into our home and enhance it. Mr. Way of Cats was once one of these skeptics. We have a small apartment and a tight budget. I did not press the matter when we had two older cats who were mostly the gamma cat type. They had their scratching needs met by a cheap throw rug apiece and their exercise needs met by a short wand toy session. Then we got two kittens over the years, and I brought up cat trees again, but these kittens were northern cat mixes, long-haired, big-boned, beta-cat types, and we got away without having one. And then we got Tristan, alpha-cat type, and we had a cat tree by the time he was several months old. Suddenly, when we had a long, lean bundle of atomic kitten energy, we had the money in the space. Mr. Way of Cats agrees he was wrong to wait so long. The scratching post, exercise, and hanging out and nose booping possibilities of cat trees were not in his previous experience. Now he considers them essential. This may surprise those whose concept of desert are those endless dunes of unvarying sand. Back in the day, the Fertile Crescent was a lot more fertile. There were bushes to hide in and trees to climb. Providing this for our cat benefits both of us. Our cat will have more of their needs met more often, and we will feel the pressure on us and perhaps our furniture lighten. Because when it comes to scratching, play, and security, a good cat tree does absolute wonders. Part of the reason is a cat training concept I spoke of in podcast number one, The Cat's PR Problem. This important training concept is something I call yours and mine. In essence, our cat can be more easily trained to not scratch our sofa when we have given them what amounts to their own sofa. In podcast number five, The Cat's Needs, I explain the magnetic attraction cats have for heavy upholstered furniture. If we give them their own heavy objects covered in things they like to scratch, they have yours and we have mine, and we are both happy. A cat tree fulfills a cat desire to have a tree of their own, and nothing wears out a kitten or an athletic grown cat like running full speed to the very top of the cat tree. By encouraging them to pull their own body weight up a vertical surface, we are exercising all of their muscles, 
relieving stress, and completing the all-important energy cycle. Discharging our cat's energy is important, and a lot of the force behind their scratching behavior. The important winter point I'm making is that even our indoor cats need more playtime and stimulation in the winter, since their cat TV, that is window watching, has shut down and there are extra stresses on them which accumulate energy, which in turn must be discharged. It is partly because of this phenomenon that, every year, I get my cats a holiday rug. A local discount store has inexpensive, welcome mat-sized throw rugs with holiday themes on them for a few weeks of December, every year. And every year, I get a new rug for my cats to enjoy. They play territory games, they enjoy the new smells, they revel in the new spot where treats appear. All winter, this rug gets scratched and pummeled and enjoyed. And then spring comes, and I let the cleaned rug go to a local shelter, which always needs disposable, comfy spots. This is a good time to mention that any of our old towels, sheets, and blankets will be welcome there. The holiday rug is a seasonal ritual our cats just love. They act like the holiday rug is a new fort and have all kinds of play battles, scratching enjoyment, and other cat fun with it all winter. By the time they are tired of it, it can go on to a new purpose. Another item to be aware of in a wintry area is keeping supplies handy. In our town, we have periodic snow emergencies, which motivate us to keep the larder stocked with canned goods. We don't want to be looking down at plaintive little faces asking where dinner is, do we? Certainly not when it's so easy to stock up on non-perishable items like cat litter, canned food, and bagged treats. Unlike dogs, cats are not so easily appeased with frozen pizza. Another thing to consider, especially in cats who are used to the outdoors, is the status of our houseplants. If they are used to browsing among vegetation during the summer, there's going to be a gap in their provisions during the winter. Head off such conflicts by growing kitty grass. By growing oat grass in a pot for them, we can play yours and mine and convince them that this pot of tender, tasty grasses are for them to nibble on and the rest of our houseplants belong to us and they are not to be nibbled on. By giving our cats what they miss about summer, we can have them happily handling the indoors during winter. And then, we humans have a bit of summer around the house all winter, too. With proper humidity, safe heat sources, a bit of greenery, and a tree we can all enjoy, we will enjoy the cold months with our cat. It means we have increased time together. This makes our affectionate bonds deeper and closer, which is what our cat experience is all about. It's the feelings we all treasure. I have both winter and summer tips on my cat blog, wayofcats.com backslash blog, along with many more concepts to increase our cat enjoyment. Something that goes both ways. Tune in next time for more about creating happiness in a perfect world. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.